right. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the podcast. This is the Ellie and Jared podcast. We're excited to be back. It's been quite a little break, um, but we've got a really good one today. Uh, Ellie and I are sitting, we're in a remote location, an undisclosed location. Uh, we're sitting here with Ellie's doctor that you have heard so much about over the past month or so. Um, this is Dr. Jones. Hi, Dr. Jones. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for inviting me. Well, um, Dr. Jones is a busy, busy man. Yes, and, and he's <laughs> been so gracious to take some time to to sit with us. No, so thank I love, you. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. We're nervous. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. <laughs> Jones. He doesn't really know us on this side of um, the table, and we're usually really well talkative, but we're super nervous because we're in front of you. <laughs> Well, and I think a lot of it stems down to it's a topic that we're not 100% familiar with. Sure. And, you know, that can bring some questions that can bring anxiety and just, you know, things, things of that nature. But that's why we're here is, you know, Ellie had a lot of questions. She was feeling a lot of different things. She didn't know what to do. Her doctor said everything was fine. Um, And then it just brought in Google searching. Yeah. So she Mm -hmm. went on to Google. So I sat in bed one night and I... I just thought to myself, I, I don't feel like I should be on antidepressants, but I feel really, really blue. My baby's five months old, and I'm just so tired. I, got, I was so tired to the point where we would wake up in the mornings, we'd film a little clip for our video, and then I'd go straight back to bed. And so I just started Googling. I had had a few friends talk about hormone doctors, and so I searched best hormone doctor in Utah. <laughs> and um, I looked at a few websites and I saw Dr. Jones had a video. And because Jared and I do videos, that drew my attention and I watched it and I called, made an appointment. So the video was okay? And the video was amazing. I'm not a pro at that. No, it was good. <laughs> it got me in. And so Dr. Jones is here and I would love for him to talk about a little bit of his background and we'll go into it. Okay. Yeah, let's hear your story. Um, before I tell you my story, I want to address something you just said was I get so many women in here all the time in that situation and they've gone to doctor after doctor and they run blood tests on them and the blood blood test, they don't test their hormones, mm-hmm. number one. They'll do what's called a comprehensive metabolic panel and it comes back and what's the doctor say? Well, everything looks good. And then the patient looks at the doctor and says, well, if everything looks good on that blood test, why in the heck do I feel like crap? I'm so tired. I've got some anxiety, some depression. Well, I think, and the doctor will say, I think, yeah, you're just depressed. So let's put you on some antidepressants, maybe an anti-anxiety, and I'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times a week I hear that from new patients that come in here? And it, I used to get really upset about it. Sometimes I'd even call their doctor and said, you didn't even check the right things on her. You didn't look at any hormones on her blood test. Why, why didn't you? You know, she's suffering. Well, we don't do that, they'll say. That's not, that's not our area. I'm a general practitioner, they'll say. And that's when I just decided, you know what, this, this, we need to have what we call a hormone revolution. Let's get women knowing about their own, own hormones. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to be involved in this kind of a work. Because we get people to feel better. Yeah. Well, and, and already. Yeah. I'm only three weeks in. And yeah, and it's, it's, there's already, a noticeable difference. Yeah. And one of the things that surprised me the most is when we made the first video where Ellie came back with blood test results. We sat in the car for 45 minutes and oh, went through and we just cried. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. No, no. 
Um, I would have brought some Kleenex out to the car. <laughs> we needed them. <laughs> but when we posted that video and we saw the response, it was like, no one knew about this kind of stuff. They're like, well, what is this? Why don't, why doesn't my doctor talk about this stuff? So I think the fact of a hormone revolution, I think is spot on because if Ellie can feel that much better in this short amount of time and so many other people are feeling this way, absolutely. Yeah. So that being said, how did you come into this? You didn't search on Google like no, Ellie no, did. No, no. <laughs> um, it was about 18 years ago that I'm a chiropractor. That's mm -hmm. my degree. And I had a huge chiropractic practice in the Bay Area in California. And then we moved here and I set up practice in Utah. It was going along fine. And then I was, I'm six foot three. And on a, on a heavy day, I'd weigh 145 pounds. Okay. At six, three. That's, that's less than I weigh now. Yeah. And I'm five foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> so in high school, they called me beanpole. Uh-huh. You know? And I had tried my whole adult life to gain weight, but I couldn't. It was just my metabolism goes fast. And so I couldn't put on any muscle. I'd work out in the gym. I'd drink protein shakes a couple times a day, nothing. So I'm working out in a gym one time and this lady walks up to me and I didn't know her. And she says, excuse me, but did you know you're low in testosterone? And I kind of looked at her and I said, excuse me, mind your own business, lady. <laughs> who, 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 how do you say that? She says, I'll bet you couldn't put a pound of muscle on your body if you were paid big bucks. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I've been trying to do that my whole life and I can't. And she says, I can put 30 pounds of muscle on you in three months. And I looked at her and I said, okay, I'm not going to do steroids if that's what you're talking about. She's mm -hmm. no, 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 no. You're low in the hormone testosterone. So I said, who are you? Well, yeah. Can you imagine? What right do you have to tell yeah. me? Yeah, <laughs> right. Go away. Um, yeah, go away. And she says, well, I'm a pharmacist and I own something called a bioidentical hormone compounding pharmacy. And I said, bio what? She says, bioidentical hormones. They're brand new in the United States. This was, they only really came into the United States in about 1999. Because the FDA, the pharmaceutical companies in the United States did not want them. Mm -hmm. in the United States. They, they've been used in Europe for over 22 and years. And why is that? It's because there's no money in it. Yeah. They aren't drugs. Mm -hmm. They're just natural hormones, copies of natural hormones. This would, I mean, for lack of a better word, big pharma. It's is, big pharma yeah. all the way. So they were the ones that lobbied to keep bioidenticals out of the United States until 1999 when the big study came out showing that the Hormones that they had big been giving to women for over 40 years called Premarin, that's pregnant mare urine, Premarin, and Provera, which is synthetic progesterone, they actually were causing harmful things happening to women. Uh, different types of cancer, hemorrhaging, blood clots, strokes, Jeez. Alzheimer's, all that kind of stuff. And so at that time, all these doctors that were prescribing this stuff had to give women a choice. You can either stop taking your hormones, in which case you're going to immediately go into hot flashes, night sweats, incontinence, everything that comes along with menopause. Or you can take them and risk the chance of having blood clots, strokes, cancer. So not very good on either side. <laughs> not good on either side. So what did 77% of women in the United States elect to do? Get off the hormones or stay on them? I imagine probably stay on them. Stay on them, exactly. Because if they stop taking them two or three nights later, they're going to start having all the hot flashes and right. night sweats and everything. So 
the bioidentical hormones say, hey, you don't have to risk cancer by taking those bad hormones, but you also don't have to suffer all those bad effects if you stop taking it. Use bioidentical hormones and you get the good effects of both. You won't have hot flashes, night sweats, the depression, the anxiety, all that kind of thing, but you won't have to risk cancer and blood clots and strokes. Mm -hmm. So by uh, bioidentical, is that like another word for natural? Can you ex explain that a yeah. little bit? If uh, I, I have a graphic, but we aren't videoing yeah, this, right. but if you take a, a molecule of Ellie's um, progesterone out of her bloodstream and look at it under a microscope, it has a certain molecular structure. Mm -hmm. And so bioidentical hormones are biologically identical to her own progesterone. Mm -hmm. It has the same molecular structure. They'll make it, they can make it usually from something called wild yam. Dioscoria villosa. They can tweak it so that it looks exactly like her progesterone. Now, what's the difference between that and medroxyprogesterone acetate or synthetic progesterone? It's a world of difference. What they do is they'll take the same bioidentical type, but they have to add a methyl group and an acetate group to it. And now it's medroxyprogesterone acetate. It's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Why do they change it? Why don't they just leave it as natural progesterone? Money. Money. It's exactly what it is. It's wow. big pharma. Because the FDA says bioidentical, you can't patent that because it's a carbon copy of what a woman makes in her body. Hmm. But you, we don't make it. Some people don't make yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> you don't make it. And so as if it's, if it's biologically identical to human, it's the same thing as human. Yeah. So you can't put a patent on it. If they change it enough, then you can put a patent on it and make four and billion dollars a year. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, that's that's a good uh, explanation. explanation of it. So by, let me finish my yeah. story. Yeah, I was going to say go back her, to the lady in the gym. The lady in like... the gym. So <laughs> I said, okay, I want to find out more about this. She says, well, it's brand new in the United States. So she gave me a book to read. Um, from a doctor down in Southern California. And uh, so I read that. I called him. He became my mentor. And off to the races. The end of the story, it took her four months, but I gained 30 pounds of muscle on my body in four months. Wow. By using the bioidentical testosterone. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you, um, you know what happened after that? Did you get into a different type? Well, or? then I started going to medical seminars that were around the United States where they were teaching MDs mm -hmm. how to do this stuff. And they weren't very well attended because mm -hmm. MDs didn't want to do this kind mm -hmm. of stuff because it was alternative health care or natural health care. So there'd be just a handful. And I remember going to one uh, seminar and I told this doctor that was teaching the seminar on a break, I said, he said, what's your specialty? And I said, actually, I'm a chiropractor. And he says, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll talk about you after the break. So I'm sitting there, oh, no. Yeah. He doesn't like chiropractors or something. And so he said, doctors, before we begin, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones is here, and he's a chiropractor. He's the only non-MD in this place. I said, let me tell you something about Dr. Jones. He will take all this information and be very successful with it. You know why? Because I don't have to have him unlearn everything you guys learned in medical school. Mm. I thought, 
okay. And I saw him about two years ago again. Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, thank you for teaching me all this because it's made a world of difference in so many people's lives here in Utah. So I was the first one doing it in Utah. Yeah. Southern Cal had a lot of doctors doing it. Back east, they had some. But in the Intermountain area, I was the first one. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. So with all those medical seminars, is there is there like an accreditation? Is there something that, yes. like, and, and what's that? Um, it's the, it's called A4M. Uh -huh. uh, that's American Academy of, um, can't even remember what it, what it is now. It's been so long since I did it. But it's, it's A4M. Uh -huh. um, I don't remember. But, yeah, you get an accreditation in it. And, and that, you don't even have to be a doctor to do it. Wow. But that's mostly who does who that. Does could it. be a nurse yeah. practitioner. could be a PA. Mm -hmm. could be a chiropractor, anybody. So, uh, But it's, been, it's just been fascinating to see changes over the years in the acceptance of it right well and it it kind of, it's funny because it takes me back to um just like the all quote-unquote alternative treatment i had a holistic physical therapist treat my hip and that gave me so much relief for a year or two while i was going i had total reconstructive hip surgery dr oh, johnson wow. yeah it's it, long story not for in this time but you know sometimes alternative treatment is the successful treatment you know, and it's not something that we're used to. It's not just, uh, you know, it, it's a bad, a bad word here, but like a pill. Because you are taking natural pills, you know, but like a, I'm not just taking ibuprofen and saying, right. you know, you're good to go now. Yeah. You know. So, well, that's that's cool. And, and now you mentioned back east, Southern California, a lot of that's where it's was where it in, started in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it nationwide now? I mean, how, Where, a lot of people are wondering, how can I find someone? Right. Okay. Well, <clears throat> there are people that know a little bit about it. I, I get people that come in here and say, I went to my doctor and she wanted to try me on bioidentical hormones. And it was a disaster. Because mm -hmm. that doctor had maybe taken a seminar in it and figured she knew everything there was to know about it. There's a lot to learn about it. So... To find somebody, because I'm here in the Salt Lake area, but if you were in, because I was just down in Australia yeah. recently, in New Zealand, and some of the people there said, well, how can I find somebody here that does what you do? I said, best way is to find a local compounding pharmacy and ask them, is there anybody in the area that's prescribing bioidentical hormone therapy? And it could be an MD, could be a nurse practitioner, somebody like that but you need to find somebody that didn't just start doing it yesterday yeah right. they've got some experience with history it. um do you see uh, any endocrinologists do this kind of work <laughs> that's a loaded question because uh -huh. i've had endocrinologists work for me before uh -huh. and actually ended up firing them uh -huh. because they they kept wanting to go back to the drugs all the time. Okay. And, well, we'll do we'll do this bioidentical hormone, but we're also going to put you on Xanax for your anxiety. No, don't do that. Yeah. We we can do this with the natural hormones. Mm -hmm. um, and endocrinologists mainly what they do now is work with type one diabetics. Okay. That's their big thing, mm -hmm. and all they do is keep prescribing more and more insulin for them, which gets them more obese all the time, but it's all in the name of controlling the blood sugar, which is the wrong approach. Probably 
people ask me when I lecture, what's the number one reason why people come in to see me? The number one reason, well, what would you guess? What would you guess is the number one reason? Well, Ellie, what was I, the reason you I came in? I would say depression. Okay. Tired. That's the number one right there. Tired. It's the fatigue. Got it. And they come in here and they're just, you know, I just, I don't have any quality of life anymore. I'm just dragging all the time. Uh, number three might be depression, mm -hmm. anxiety. Number two is probably weight. Okay. Does weight have anything to do with hormones? Yes, absolutely. But the number one is fatigue. And there's two hormones that deal with fatigue. Number one is, do you want to guess one? No. No. Dang it. <laughs> Um, thyroid. Thyroid, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> got it. Thyroid is the number one, and testosterone is number two. And both of those can cause depression and anxiety if you're low in those. Um, so we all the hormones are interconnected. Mm -hmm. So if you say progesterone, yeah, that probably has something to do with it because progesterone levels will support thyroid function. So it's we have to look at all the hormones because... I get a lot of people come in here and they're already on thyroid from their family doctor. Great. They're probably on a synthetic type of thyroid. And I say, well, I see that you're on thyroid already. Is it helping? And they say, uh, no, that's why I'm here. I said, well, why are you taking it then? Well, that's what my doctor keeps putting me on and it didn't get any better. So now he wants, he's talking about putting me on an antidepressant. Well, are you depressed? And they'll say, well... I didn't think I was, but he ran all these blood tests, couldn't find anything wrong with me. So yeah. that's the what we call the default setting. You're depressed. Well, yeah, probably one of your symptoms is depression. But is it lack of Prozac that's making you depressed? No, it's probably lack of progesterone and a low thyroid. So I'll ask these women some questions, like I, I do lectures, and, and I'll say, okay, how many of you women out there suffer with fatigue by raising your hands? 90% of the hands will go up. How many of you have insomnia? The same hands go up. Um, is it type 1 or type 2 insomnia? Type 1 is I can't fall asleep. Type 2 is I fall asleep, but I'll wake up around 3 o'clock and I can't go back to sleep. That's the most popular one for women because that's they have low progesterone levels when that's happening. I, the, their brain won't stop working when they're supposed to be asleep. It's, we call it racing mind syndrome. They just It won't turn off. And then we run the labs and the blood tests come back like yours. Mm -hmm. how, how low is your progesterone? Zero. Almost zero. <laughs> zero point one. And it's supposed to be like 10 to 20 in the lab. So a lot of these women come in here and when, and you may have been the, the same way, they come in here and they sit down and I'm going to go over their blood test with them and they start crying. crying. <laughs> and I say, what's the matter? And... They'll say, I'm just afraid you're going to tell me that everything's fine on my labs, that you didn't find anything. And I said, well, I haven't even looked at them yet. We're going to do this together, one by one, one hormone at a time. Which I loved that. I felt like it wasn't me just sitting in front of a doctor. It was like we just sat together and looked yeah. at my work together. Yeah. So you can, you can see that it's not me telling you there's some issues. It's the lab test saying, holy cow, your thyroid is in the basement. Yeah. You can see it right there. So halfway through me explaining to their explaining the lab levels to them, they start crying again. Now why are they crying? They're relieved. They're relieved. They're validated. They say, you know what? I'm so glad. They don't feel crazy. They don't feel crazy. That's they don't exactly feel what it is. You're not a alone. psycho. <laughs> yeah. 
They're not alone. And I say, look, this isn't your fault. Some of this is hereditary. You, your parents may have had a low thyroid. Yeah. Or, or it could be um, environmental. You know, we, we live in a sea of chemicals. I mean, I remember a seminar I went to years ago said it was on hormone disruption, endocrine disruption. And the doctor put this slide up on the screen and he said, these are the 18 most common chemicals that um, will affect a woman's uh, hormones. What are they? Oh, there's a bunch of doctors in the room. Nobody knew what they were. Couldn't even pronounce these names. He says, these disrupt women's hormones. These are the most common chemicals in women's makeup. And we're all sitting there. You've got to be kidding me. Women's makeup, especially lipstick and lip gloss. Because wow. where does that you, stuff go? No. You swallow it. And I see these teenage girls putting it on every 10 minutes at school. You know, where does it go? They swallow. It's got chemicals in there that alarm them. Half the chemicals under your kitchen sink can affect your hormones. It just, we live in a sea of chemicals. In other words, we've done it to ourselves over mm -hmm. time. And there's a little bit of stress going on. That can, stress is like a little Pac-Man going through your bloodstream. Just yeah. eats up hormones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I, I mean, the thing that I love, so this is, this is my first time sitting with you. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that I've heard, you know, Ellie come back, it's like, wow. Dr. Jones, you read Ellie like a book. And then just sent the appointment today where I was sitting in, it's like, yeah, that's exactly to the hour. He's like, okay, you crash it too, probably, huh? Yep. I'm like, oh, hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. You, you probably have a little anxiety nap, huh? around six o'clock, you know, like yeah. that, read you like a book. It's Well, the anxiety is your fault, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I probably have a lot to do with it. <laughs> Get the kids to bed. <laughs> um, so, well, we have just a little bit more. We have about three more minutes. We have Don't want some, to keep you much longer. We have some questions, and we may have answered some of them. So we'll make this like a rapid fire. Okay, quick, Let's go for it. Quick question, quick answer. Um, so first question, the one that was asked the most, how can we find doctors like you in other places? You answered this already. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a quick recap. Call a com local compounding pharmacy where they live and ask, is there anybody in your, our area that's uh, prescribing bioidentical hormones? Okay. Um, is getting your hormones tested a good thing to do even if you don't have specific systems? Could it be a good baseline for the future or possibly identify problems you didn't realize were problems? Yeah, it can be predictive. I had a, a man in here last week that came in. He wanted his hormones tested. I sat down with him, went over his results. He's fine. Uh, I think I put him on some iron or something. That was about it. He didn't need any hormones. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, that gives you a baseline. Some people come in and do it. Mostly, though, who do I see in here? People who don't feel good. Mm -hmm. um, do you or other doctors like you take insurance? That's a really good question. Insurance will pay for the lab tests. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what we do is considered um, alternative therapy. So most insurance, will they'll pay for the hormones from mm -hmm. the pharmacy, they pay for the lab tests. They won't pay for us because it's not, quote unquote, mainstream medicine. It's alternative. Mm -hmm. And so we just don't. We tried doing that and we'd get rejections all the time. So we just said, well, we won't do that anymore. Okay. Could hormone imbalance cause weight gain? That's the number two reason people are in here. And... What hormone usually is it, would you guess? That causes weight gain? Mm -hmm. If that hormone is low. It's the hormone that runs your whole metabolism. 
Thyroid. Thyroid. Very good. See, she's becoming really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, My math th- teacher would be proud. If your thyroid's low, your whole body's metabolism is low. So yes, it can. So uh, with in regards to pregnancy and postpartum hyperthyroidism issues, what's the main cause when, uh, when thyroid is fine along with panic and anxiety that comes from postpartum? What usually needs to be tested around that? Well, postpartum, of course, means after the baby's born. Right. And we see a lot of postpartum depression. That's because their progesterone dropped to zero after the baby was born. It's not supposed to do that, but in a lot of people it does. So progesterone is... For a lot of women, they say, oh, I'm so thankful for my progesterone because it makes me sleep better. That's what we put women on as soon as the baby's born. Three days later, we put them on progesterone, the bioidentical kind, to prevent postpartum depression. So now what was the other part of that question? Um, What needs to be tested? Let's see. What is the main cause when the thyroid is fine, along with panic and anxiety that comes with postpartum? Okay, so the panic, a, a lot of women come in here after a baby's born and they have Um, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, that's low progesterone again. So rather than put them on Xanax, which is the most common med for that, that's very addictive stuff. We would rather put them on progesterone and it works, works great. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to see patients through Skype or teleconference or do we need to fly in to see you? Good question. We have thousands of patients all over the world actually, but by law, they have to be seen here once in person. That's the Utah state law. Telemedicine is great, but even telemedicine in the United States, they have to be seen by the doctor once in person. Okay. Um, Which we didn't know this. I'll yeah. just chime in. Yeah. I guess we have an aunt that sees you. She she flew in. She From sees Oregon. you and she comes. Yeah. We had no idea until after we met you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Talking to family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of family, I think we have a lot of family referrals coming in, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should apologize. Or <laughs> um, so as someone who is 25 years old who wants to transition off of birth control but is worried about the body's response to doing it, acne, bad cramps, heavy periods, how long can I expect that after? Or what should I do? Getting off birth control, yeah. which is generally what we have everybody do. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other, we usually, and even uh, a marina, IUD, we have them take that out because that's emitting hormones that are not good for women. It throws them mentally off balance. Off balance. Right. Huge. So we encourage them to get off of it, and it'll take two or three months to balance that out with bioidenticals, but that's, that's our goal with them. Mm-hmm. Same way when somebody comes in here and they're, shall I say, strung out on antidepressants. Well, it, take, it can take us six to eight months to get them off that, but we do because they feel like zombies. Yeah. They just, they don't, they've lost their sex drive. They don't feel anything anymore. So we say, well, our goal is to get you off that, but we don't take them cold turkey off of it. Yeah. It has to be done a, in a smart Gradually, way. Yeah. Um, at what age is it appropriate to check your hormones? Well, we see teenage girls in here who have really bad periods, but generally... Um, after usually 21, 22 years old. But if somebody's having problems with anxiety and depression, we see them no matter what their age is. So, um, Is there anything I should do to prepare for menopause? Scream? <laughs> Run? Uh, yeah, that's a real good question because I get a lot of women in here premenopausal that come in and they say, I don't want to go through what I saw my mother go through. Right. 
And so we run the labs and we say, OK, it looks like you're four or five years out from menopause. What's the average age of menopause? It's 51 50, years old. Yeah. And menopause is defined as going 12 consecutive months without a period. But leading up to that, they could have a period. Then they go three months without one. OK, they're starting. They're in perimenopause. And so we say, look, let's get you on hormones so that when you hit menopause, the only thing you're going to notice is that you stop your periods. You're not going to have the incontinence. You're not going to have uh, the hot flashes, night sweats, all the stuff that comes along with it. We want to avoid that. Makes wow. me sad. Yeah, because you know how many women <laughs> go through such a terrible time with yeah. that. Oh, my sisters have told me, do you realize what your mother went through? I said, no, I was... I was the youngest. I didn't know. Oh, she was dying of hot flashes and night sweats and insomnia. All that. Really? I didn't know that. Um, why do you think doctors are so fast to, to prescribe antidepressants when testing hormones could find a better solution? Um, we live in an age of drive-up windows and ATMs. It's the quick fix. But it's not a fix. It's a Band-Aid. It's covering up things. And so that's what people are looking for. You know, it, when we start somebody on hormones, it takes us four to six months to get them balanced. Right. It's not going to happen the next day. Well, and I think when we sat down and talked after the appointment, we said, okay, by your birthday. Yeah. We, that's Our when we'd have was, a good idea. Let's do something. Let's April. And then we'll go do something fun because <laughs> I can enjoy it. <laughs> so you can actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Jones isn't laughing. Anxiety. He's like, well, yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, he's staring. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing is, is I do enjoy, like, the thing is, is people see me, and it's like, I am overall happy. I do enjoy life. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it's, it's just, but then I get blue. Then mm -hmm. nighttime comes, and I get blue. And then I get high stress. The thought of going on a trip sounds so fun, but then when I'd get there, I know I'd be an anxious butterball the whole time, you know? like When we've, when we've planned trips in the past, Ellie would flip-flop. Within the hour, oh, yeah. 10 times. My friends know us, um, Brian and Missy, Colin and Katie. They kind of laugh because we'll, we'll be texting and plan trips. And then I'll say, oh, n n never mind. I, I can't go. They know me as the flip-flopper friend yeah. because I, I go back and forth. Um, <laughs> so you must get walked on a lot if you're a flip-flop. <laughs> I don't know. Do I, I Jer? No. Maybe a little. Some. I, I don't think I, I can let think people of, do that to you. I have a few situations, but. Maybe. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Well, that's good to me. Last question, I think. Or well, let's let, yeah, let's did? look at this. I think it kind of answers uh, from the previous one. But why okay. don't primary care providers check hormone levels, even if it's not their specialty? Oh, yeah. Could they test these levels and then refer the patient to an appropriate specialist? That's something that I've scratched my head over for the million dollar question. Eighteen years I've been doing this is why don't doctors? I mean, it's not that hard. For well, for a lot of patients come in. Well, my doctor won't test it because. Uh, my doctor said my insurance company won't pay to have my hormones tested. That's a bunch of baloney. We test everybody. The insurance companies pay for it. So I get calls sometimes from doctors saying, well, my patient doesn't want to go on this. So she said something about progesterone. How do you prescribe it? And I'll tell them. Mm -hmm. I'll say, well, here's, did you test her progesterone? Well, no. Well, first test it and see what the level is or her thyroid. They always test what's called um, TSH for thyroid. That doesn't tell us anything. And that's why they said I was good. Well, yeah. sure. And that's why I yeah. came and you said, uh, actually, no. No, I'd say 96, 97% of 
females and males that come in here have a normal TSH. That's thyroid stimulating hormone. But then their free T3 is in the basement. So if all we went by was TSH, I wouldn't even put you on thyroid. But you can't do that. And but that's something they don't even learn in medical school. And so yeah. I don't blame the doctors. Right. They're doing what they what no. they learn in medical school and that's mostly sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. What's taught. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. It's wrong, but I don't have a problem <laughs> with it. Well then they come see you and then you know, that's it. But we, you know, we want to, one, thank you for taking the time, but also, two, helping us and others, like, open their eyes to this. Because, like you said, I think, you know, more people need to hear about it because there's issues that are at the table that are not being resolved other than with a Band-Aid, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I sure appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. And no if we, um, if someone wanted to contact you, whether it by appointment or anything, what's the best way to do that? I'll, I'll tell you what they can do. They can go to our website and take a hormone test. Okay. Uh, it's com, And on there, we have a hormone test. And they can check and see which of their hormones is probably low and which isn't. And then it'll, it'll uh, tell them how they can get a hold of us. Perfect. Phone numbers on there. It's utahwellnessinstitute.com. Great. We'll have it in the show notes as well. Um, but Dr. Jones, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And we appreciate your care. And thanks for thanks, thanks for being for here time. with okay. us. Okay. You bet. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, there you have it. That was the podcast with Ellie's doctor. Now we learned a lot, and I hope you learned a lot. There were so many of you that asked a lot of really great questions, and we hope that you were able to get a good gist of the kind of answers that he gave, and hopefully that will help some of you. I know there's a lot of you out there who are looking for um, something similar to what Ellie has uh, treatment-wise and and that sort of thing. A lot of you have been experiencing the same symptoms that Ellie has, and so I hope this helps you at least uh, put you on the right track for that type of thing. Now, with that being said, there are a few items of business that I want to go over before the podcast is over. Uh, today, a new podcast has just come out from Cullen and Brittany over at Don't Tell Mom. Ellie and I sat down with them and had a blast as we shared some of our Don't Tell Mom secrets. So be sure to check out their podcast and have a good time there. Another thing, it has been a while. Let's be honest. Ellie and I have missed the podcast, but as you, I'm sure you can understand, we've been going through some things that has prevented us from sitting down and taking the time to record. But now we feel, Ellie feels, I feel like we are back up to the task and we're going to be getting down to the podcasting business here very shortly. Next podcast that we have coming up is all about holidays, spending time with family on the holidays. Do you do it? Those kinds of things are questions that we're going to be answering. You've seen how we've done some of our holidays. How do you guys do your holidays? With Anchor, you can send us voice messages and we can talk about those things together um, on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you as we share some of our holiday experiences, traditions, and how we handle family. We want to take a quick second and thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use right now. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
That being said, guys, that's it from us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to tune in to Colin and Katie's podcast. We've got one coming up for you next week. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.